Pickaxe. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. Simon, I was uh, dwelling on the show, as I do, you know, most days, sort of Sunday through Monday. Okay. Um, Wait, that's only 24 hours, isn't it? (laughs) It's certainly more dwelling than I do. So I was thinking, do we need to introduce ourselves more than just saying our names, or do you think our reputations speak for ourselves? You want to start running through the CV, do you? Yeah. Uh, on reflection, I think we'll stick with the name. How are you, Simon? I'm doing okay, thank you. We're talking of names, actually. I had uh, a socially awkward situation this morning. I'd appreciate your guidance on. Okay. Um, uh, as as, as uh, listeners will know, uh, we are uh, fathers of young children, and sometimes, uh, well, actually... As always, weekends are basically just filling time for them until they go to bed. So it's keeping them busy, you know, keep them happy, watered, fed, but entertained as well. And um, a reasonably straightforward way of doing that is uh, taking them swimming. So this morning I took my daughter to the swimming pool, um, which is fine. You know, I don't I don't mind it. It's uh, it's it's a 30 degrees temperature pool. Uh, so not so bad there. But anyway, um, I take my glasses off when I'm in the uh in the pool uh so my eyesight's not not brilliant you know i can see generally where ramona is and you know as long as i can <laughs> i can see a head above the water i assume that's fine anyway we were in the kids pool and she 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 scurried off to um to uh see her friend who she who she recognized and obviously i didn't but she's like, oh so-and-so's here so i was like okay cool so i sat next to the dad that was there and now um I'm I'm aware of uh, his daughter and her name uh, pops up that my my daughter talks about. But um, so I had, a, I had a polite conversation with the dad, uh, you know, while we were there. Tops off. Uh, of fortunately, uh, you know, we were sort of sat in the kids paddling pool area. So, you know, he's a younger man than me, as most of them are. And, you know, I'm packing the lockdown pounds, but I didn't need to breathe in because I could I could just assume that was the... Um, the uh, the refracting of the light, I could blame that on, couldn't I, if you saw that I had a gut. Anyway, so we chat, chat, chat. Away. Um, he left before I did, and I, I realised that, you know, that we'd been talking for a while, and I didn't know I didn't know his name. know his name. So as he went, I said, anyway, very nice to see you, um, which was an assumption on my part, because I couldn't really make him out, uh, what with my glasses being off. I said, I'm Simon, by the way. He turned to me and he said, um, I'm Snake. <laughs> Now I said, <laughs> I said, I said snake, and he went, yeah. Now I said something after then, which has been playing on my mind all day because I don't know how you. What's the best way to respond to somebody calling themselves snake? Solid or liquid? Well, th- th- I mean, obviously there is that. I didn't go that. I didn't go. I mean, I was already, I was already too nervous. Um, so he said snake, and I went snake, and he went yeah. Um, I just said, that's excellent. <laughs> 
And then off we went. Is that okay? Is that I think okay? That's okay. Is it? I, I, I am certain it'll have had worse. Okay. I just, yeah. I mean, I've been. <laughs> I was just. I've been running over whether that's an appropriate response to someone's someone's name. I mean, now you know, thinking about it, I was like, oh, that's loads cooler than mine. You know, I think. And then we'd have gone straight. We'd have swum to the pub and become mates. But uh, no, I just went. That's excellent. <laughs> I imagine he's doing his radio show right now, recording yeah. it, uh, and he's telling this story as well. And he's he's talking about how he he was sat next to a a very handsome, surprisingly <laughs> ripped older man uh, at the swimming pool, and um, and the 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 man sort of asked him his name, and he just went full into panic mode and said snake. <laughs> and now he's going to be called Snake from yeah. now on <laughs> Quite possibly yeah. Anyway, we're a video game radio show uh, We will be talking about video games later in the show I've picked out some news stories as well this week Later on we're going to have some uh, letters And we will have some video game music Which I will be selecting this week And we will have the reviews Have you played anything this week, Simon? I've played two things this week, Steve I've played two things as well I Let's wonder see, we get if on one the... of those things is the same. Do you think any of your two things are the same as my two things? I'm willing to bet money that they are not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm willing to bet as well. Uh, okay, fair enough. So we'll talk about those at the end of the show. Um, and I guess we'll start with the news. Have you got some news stories? I do have some news stories. Perfect. All right, this is the news. Right, when you say you've got some news stories, how many? Uh, I've got, well, I was going to say I've got five tabs open, but I've just noticed that one of them's open twice, so let's say four. Okay, I've got two stories that I think are pretty solid, so you start, I'll go second. Okay, this is from VideoGamesChronicle.com, written by Andy Robinson uh, the 30th of September. I'm going to need to navigate my way through this one quite carefully because it does contain some rude words. Uh... Former Twisted Metal director J- David Jaff has called a report that the car combat series is being revived without his input, hurtful, and told Sony, you should have called. On Wednesday, VGC reported that a new Twisted Metal game has been greenlit at Destruction All-Stars developer Lucid Games, following earlier reports from multiple sources that Sony was planning to revive the vehicular, the ve- sorry, the vehicular action series. Uh, So his comments go Let's be clear, Sony owes me nothing Our relationship ended somewhere in late 2018 He said, but I will say that Emotionally, it feels Beep! If any of this is If any of this is true, to not have been Contacted at all uh, is it Jaff? Is that how you pronounce his surname? I think we've gone through this before. Is it Jaff or... I think we settled on Jaffy. Okay. <laughs> Jaffy speculated that the reason Sony Interactive Entertainment hadn't called him was because either the Twisted Metal Revival report isn't true, it didn't occur to them, or that he's burnt bridges with PlayStation management. It beeped me off a little, but that's the emotional side of me talking. The truth of the matter is, look, they have a business to run. They're not thinking about me. And if they are... Beep it! I wouldn't change what I'm doing now, and I wouldn't change the way I'm doing. Ba ba ba. Now, um, uh, skipping to the towards the end of the story, he says this: "I know things. I know where the bodies are buried. Hell, <laughs> I know who pulled the trigger before they buried the beeping bodies." He said, wow. "I'm not saying I'm going to give beep away. That's going to hurt people because I don't want to be a beep. But you should have called. You should have called." <laughs> wow. He okay. added. He added. He hasn't stopped, Steve. Oh my he added. <laughs> Twisted Metal was near and dear to my heart. I made two franchises for you guys. I never said anything on my stream that has been anything other than honest and accurate. There are things I haven't said. I could literally play you guys. Let's say this, and I would never reveal these things, but let's just say that you're more on Sony if you think a lot of your meetings are unrecorded and unshared out in the world, because that's not the case. But I would never share that. <laughs> Okay. I th- I think he's taken the news well, don't you? <laughs> yes. I think he's fine with it. <laughs> it does sound like he's fine. So, um, two things on that. Firstly, when yeah. you started that news story, I thought, I mean, within the first first sort of ten seconds, 
whenever something like we've all been betrayed, haven't we, Simon? And we frequently, were, Steve. Frequently, and we've all felt like that desire to say something about it online or in person. And it is always better to say nothing, especially when you know that, like, the twisted metal fans, the hardcore, will definitely have wanted him to get involved in the. You know, they'll want the the series back as was. So they're going to say all that for him. Except for... That's what I thought after about 10 seconds. They're not going to say all that for him. They well, they, they don't know, do they? They don't know who pulled, the <laughs> who pulled the trigger. <laughs> so what you're saying there, though, is that, is that they were shot. I mean, I think he's giving away too much information, isn't he, there? That's absolutely phenomenal. The second thing I was going to say is... Um, so when you started saying you're going to have to be careful with this news story and, and redact some of the content. And then you said it was David Jaffe. Jaffe. I thought, we've been through this before. I am sure he's been potty-mouthed on the show before. So I Googled <laughs> I googled mm. David Jaffe, rude words. Top hit, 7th of February 2012. Does David Jaffe really recommend his new game as a sexual aid? That's from Kotaku. Um, second hit, David... Uh, Jaffe, God of War director, suspended from PSN over a rude joke. Um, third hit is a quote, a very rude, unquotable quote from his Twitter account directly. <laughs> Fourth hit just says it straight up. This is from VentureBeat. The twisted creativity and potty mouth of game designer David Jaffe. Well, there we go. So there we go, yeah. Uh, um I have well, to say, there have been a few times over over months recently. I've woken up in the morning, and go, oh god, did I did I? Because I've I've written, to, I've gone as far as um, coming quite close to responding to some people's LinkedIn posts. Have you recently? Yeah, and I haven't. And I've woken up in the morning, and gone, I'm glad I haven't done that. Yeah, never say anything on the internet. Well, imagine, imagine, but it, I was, but I mean, it must be quite dark if you're thinking about doing it on LinkedIn, eh? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> about I bet Jaffe's, Jaffe's never done that. <laughs> okay, uh, news story two. Um, this is from gamedeveloper.com and it's by Chris Kerr, news editor, uh, posted a couple of days ago. Chinese regulators warn devs over depictions of morality, gender and history. Uh, so this is all about the Chinese government clamping down on the sort of things that Chinese game players uh, can play. We've seen this sort of rolling in over the last few months and indeed years uh, on One Life Left. Specifically recently we've talked about the uh, the ban on players limiting them to I think it is an hour a day, uh, younger players. Um, but the subhead is what intrigued me here. Uh, the pull quote from the article, players can choose to be either good or evil but we don't think that games could give play- should give players this choice. That's going to be a bit of a problem with video games, especially you know those that promise player agency, because mostly that is the agency that we default to, isn't it? Kill this person or don't kill this person. Yes. Now, this is for games that are being officially approved, isn't it? So um, there seems, you know, every week there seems to be some new uh, edict coming out of uh, China in terms of what games can and cannot do. And to date, they've not really influenced most of the games or access to the games uh, that um, are being created outside of China um, because uh, you can still... Uh, buy them um, on Steam. I think you can access the Epic Game Store um, from China as well. Um, but these moves towards uh, specifying what you can and cannot do, I don't know, I, I, are worrying. Um, because uh, anyone who sells games on Steam will know that, generally speaking, China is a huge part of an audience for a game. And as it stands, you know, you don't need approval uh, because these games aren't officially available um, in China, um, so as it stands, um, you know they, they they can place restrictions on games which won't impact what 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 the wider industry does. Um, but the worry is um, that these moves signify a step towards sort of clamping down on access to these games that aren't officially um, rated by the Chinese government, and that would be. That would be a worry for everybody. Mm. And if they do, uh, I mean, that is going to cut through a huge swathe of video games because 
the line of what's good and evil uh, is obviously somewhat subjective, um, but I can't imagine many RPGs or first-person shooters or indeed anything other than a bright cartoon platformer making it through that. Well, I mean, nothing's getting rated at the moment anyway, or very, very few games are actually being rated. So, you know, what this would do is it would just it would just cut 20 to 30 percent of your Steam sales in one fell swoop if they weren't officially available. And um, that was what uh, the government was specifying. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, there is often talk when we discuss these things about the fact that it's, you know, what they're doing is clamping down on on online games and mobile games that are either trying to um, encouraging their players to spend money or or spend time. And that's what they're concerned about. But, um, yeah, certainly the headlines there uh, are are worrying. OK, news story three from you, I think. But, but, but well... I tell you which I've just realised which one it is that I hadn't opened uh, <laughs> twice. Here we go. Um, posted uh, yesterday by Andy Robinson on Video Games Chronicle. Sony has introduced free game trials to PlayStation 5. In an email sent to PS5 users on Friday, the platform holder announced a Death Stranding director's cut and Sackboy, a big adventure, can now be downloaded for free and played for several hours. The game trials are available uh, via the PlayStation Tour store until October the 28th. Uh, now I'm going to stop now, Steve, and ask you a question. H- how long are players able to play these trials for? Two hours. Bah, bah, bah. Well, it says several hours, actually. Da, 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 da. So, um, no. Uh, Death Stranding can be played for six hours. Uh, and Sackboy can be played for five hours. Okay. Okay. When does the time start? <laughs> So, so I'm assuming from the way you phrase the question, it's from the point that you uh, click download. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, crikey! I mean, you know, these games. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't have a PlayStation Five, so I couldn't tell you exactly how large they are. But uh, I've got Death Stranding on PC, and it took a while to download. That did. Mm. So this is uh, similar to the issue with uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator when that was launched that people were buying it on Steam and it uses a Steam install process that basically the actual game I think is about a gig or something and you download that, install it, start it running and then it downloads the whole world onto your uh, PC which is another, uh, something crazy like uh, it's at least 80 gig, maybe it's 180 or something like that which can take another 4 or 5 hours out of your uh, out of your game playing time but more importantly take you past the refund points yes uh, yeah I mean I, I don't think that that was malicious it was just an unintended consequence wasn't it but mm. um, yeah um, yeah just just get faster internet that's the answer isn't it I suppose <laughs> I don't know alright another piece of Sony news uh, Sony has acquired Demon Souls PS5 developer Bluepoint Games for an undisclosed fee I'm picking this up off gamedeveloper.com uh, dropped on September the 30th uh, so this is uh, you know Sony going on a bit of a spending spree recently back in June they announced the acquisition of our friends Housemark um, but the official PlayStation Japan Twitter account pushed out the news with an image that suggested that Sony had bought Bluepoint instead so this had been teased quite a while ago and now it's gone through officially now what interested me about this is uh, which games well I've already mentioned one of them what you know what are Bluepoint generally known for Simon uh, Demon Souls that's right and but they didn't make that originally did they no uh, that was from software but they yeah. re- they've just done the PS5 version mm-hmm. is is there another one uh, they were also responsible for Shadow the Colossus, but they weren't yes. responsible for that either, were they? They no. basically do remakes and remasters. So to me, um, this seems to say, all right, Sony think they've done a good job. They would quite like them doing more of that job for a cheaper price just for them. And um, I think this is a good thing, right? There's a lot of brilliant, brilliant games um, that we kind of exist on previous generations and yeah, maybe they're available through emulation or, or uh, you know, by you playing the old versions. 
but people don't generally. And remasters, as we've seen with Demon's Souls, like big, big, big deal. And I don't think that's just because it was like the only game on the PS5 for a while. Well, the rumour always was that Bluepoint were working on um, a Metal Gear Solid remaster. That was the one that was particularly exciting towards me. And Konami announced uh, recently, this isn't uh, officially news in our news section, but they announced um, recently that they are um, they're going to be remastering a Metal Gear Solid for consoles. So hopefully uh, broader than PlayStation, uh, given that I don't have access to one. Um, and that they are also making a new one based around uh, Snake Eater Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, so, yeah, I hope that... Uh, because I was quite looking forward to a Blue Point developed version of Metal Gear Solid, so I hope that that's still in the offing. Can't you um, just ask Snake what's going on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the other thing uh, that was going to be a potentially new story was that uh, the GTA trilogy has been rated by the Korean Ratings Agency. So that is happening. Um the Korean Classification Board has con- uh, has rated uh, the uh, what's it called Grand Theft Auto the trilogy the definitive edition um, has been rated as well. So that will be back before the end of the year again, presumably on all consoles too. So yeah, it's big business. Good. All right. Have you got one more news story? I do have one more news story, and actually, this um, this could apply uh, to the spirit of continuing to develop the, the franchise and not attempt to do something new, because something disastrous happened last week, uh, and again from Video Games Chronicle, and again involving Konami, written yesterday, uh, sorry, on the 1st of October by Chris Scullion. Konami has publicly apologised for the disastrous launch of eFootball and has promised it will improve the game over time. The free-to-play successor to the long-running Pro Evolution Soccer series was released on Thursday and was heavily criticised by players to the extent that it became the lowest-rated Steam game of all time. Wow. After the release, after the release of eFootball 2022... Sorry, this is a quote. After the release of eFootball 2022, we have received lots of feedback and requests regarding game balance that includes pass speed and defence operation, a statement on the official eFootball Twitter account read. We would also like to acknowledge that there have been reports of problems users have experienced with cutscenes, facial expressions, movement of players and the behaviour of the ball. We're very sorry for the problems. We want to assure everyone will take all concerns seriously and strive to improve the current situation. So, I mean, you know, it's a football game, Steve, so uh, movements of players and behaviour of the ball, important, <laughs> would you say? You would say um, so. Did you did you see any of these um, graphical representations of the players that were knocking around on Twitter? I did not. I only saw a celebration uh, where one of the players sort of scored then just hung out on the touchline for a couple of minutes and then ran point blank into the crowd and then all the way up the touchline uh so yeah i thought oh that's a bit odd uh why can you can you paint a picture on this medium well the thing is steve i can't paint a picture i'm terrible at art Um, (laughs) you know both of my children have expressed disappointment over the time uh to the extent that i remember dexter when he was when he was a lot younger for one reason or another asked me to draw a uh did he ask me to draw a fox and um, he went, no, you've drawn a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> Got very angry. Um, but I would say that my my drawing of Cristiano Ronaldo would be significantly better than some of the images that have been knocking around the internet this week. Uh, they are appalling. Wow. So what do you think's happened there? I mean, we know games are hard to make, but how is it possible that uh, something gets released in this state? Well, I guess... You know, we talked before about how Konami had said that the release of eFootball was going to be, you know, it was going to be a month after that they would unlock some stuff that would effectively make the game more playable. Uh, They must have just become obsessed with launching in the same window as FIFA. Uh, You know, it's a free-to-play football game, so, you know, you're not asking for people's money, but you are asking for their time. And I guess the theory would be that if you get it out around the same time as FIFA or just beforehand, people may as well try it then, you know, given that they've got no... uh, there's no financial barrier to do so, so yeah. But I, I've just—it just seems incredibly reckless. I, you know, um, this was going to be their their sort of big attempt at, at taking on FIFA, and again, moving free to play should have opened it up to a significantly uh, broader audience. But anybody who did play <laughs> didn't like it, as the Steam reviews illustrate. So yeah, very very strange. Mm, you haven't played it then yet? No. 
No, me neither. I've, I've only had time for two games this week, Steve. <laughs> that's two more than you played last week. All right, that's the end of the news section. Uh, until next week, Simon. Thank you. One life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry. listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We broadcast on Resonance, which is a radio station here in London. It's the greatest radio station in the world. We've been doing this for 15 or 16 or 17 years. I am not sure how long. You can also get us a podcast that's available at www.onelifeleft.com. If you want to know more about the show, visit that address. You'll find the show notes there and, importantly, a link to our Discord where all of the One Life Left listeners are gathering. Simon, how are you? I'm doing okay, Steve. Thank you very much. I did notice, actually, talking about the Discord, that you um, were that you noticed the episode number of last week. It was something important, wasn't it? Was it 450? It was 450, but the, the most important number. <laughs> it is. That means we've got about 50 weeks to work out what we're doing for the big 500. Whoa. Um, so that would coincide was that the end of October next year although we don't broadcast 52 weeks a year do we no we don't so I reckon it'll hit like maybe in sort of August maybe wow summer what did the other um, radio shows do when they hit 500 st- oh they did it we don't know <laughs> do we because no one has because we are pioneers we are as we've mentioned you know quite regularly the longest running video game radio show in the world which you would think would afford us some status or semblance of expertise but no instead you've got two old men talking about their children and finding time to play video games which we have done this we week. have done twice 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 each um okay shall we get on with the letters yeah there's only one in the inbox uh this week uh, uh, I'm not sure if you've seen that one, Steve. I did see that one. Uh, I was going to contact you during the week and ask how we, how we're going to answer that one, but I didn't do that. So here we are. Email messages and forward BCC. One life letters. Here we are. 
Okay, well, I mean, you know, I, I don't know who Tom's referring to, given that he spelt the name wrong. <laughs> so, that's one way. So that's our get out. It's our get out. I, well, um, so Tom Cole has written in um, to say, uh, he's a regular listener, but where's Anne gone? Did I miss an important announcement? Is she coming back? Cheers, Tom. Um, you didn't miss an important announcement, uh, but I'm. Do we have news that is ours to break, Steve? <laughs> we do not have news which is ours to break, which is why I was going to get in touch with you and say maybe we could get Anne on. Yeah. Which we haven't done. No, good. I'm glad that worked out. We were too busy playing games, weren't we? We were. Um, but I guess there are some things we can clarify. We are still speaking to Anne. Very much so. Indeed, we're going on a boat with her, aren't we? We are, to discuss this very matter. That's a clue. <laughs> think, think about boats. <laughs> Just think about boats. Um, and Anne has not been fired, and nor has she fired us. That's fair, isn't it? That is fair. I mean, if you don't read your emails, you can't be fired. <laughs> uh, still... Still friends on Facebook. That's important. <laughs> Any of you can see that. Still exactly. still mutuals on Twitter. And uh, and I am confident she will be back at some point in the future. Episode 900. <laughs> you think? Oh, we, look, we look forward to it. Anne's, Anne's on a break at the moment and uh, she will be back. We will let her explain why at some point convenient to her. From a boat. <laughs> Maybe from did you, a boat. Did you have any uh, Discord correspondence? I do. I have an actual uh, letter here from uh, Joel. It says, Hi team. As you know, many games which were made by or owe a debt to Looking Glass Studios include the numeric code 0451 to unlock a door or a vault or something like that. Deathloop even gives you an achievement for trying it out. Spoilers. So, for one life left episode 0451, what are some of your favourite locks in games? Sincerely, Joel. What a good letter. That's a great letter. Thank you, Joel. Um, did you know that, Steve? I did not know that. I didn't know that either, but Joel said, as you know. <laughs> so let's pretend we have. No, no, all, all the time. Like, yes, yeah. definitely knew it. Thanks. Yeah, definitely knew that, Joel. Brilliant. Um, so, favourite locks in games? Go. <sighs> favourite? Well, I don't know. What I like about Deathloop is that, um, you know, it's a game that's played on a time loop uh, and that if you end the game uh, and then think that... Or if you start a new game, actually, sorry, and think that you can skip the bit where you need to find out the first keypad, it's a different one. It's a different <laughs> keypad number every time you start a new game. Very wise. Um, so that was good. Uh, I got I got reasonably proficient at Skyrim's locks, um, but I I never uh, pumped my locksmith stats up, so I was always relying on my own skill. Uh, those are my favourite locks. <laughs> that is a good answer, and I appreciate your really long er uh, there because it gave me an extra three seconds to think of my answer, which I still haven't arrived at. What I would say is there is a brilliant lock picking video game museum on itch.io. Have you seen that, Simon? I've not, no. So it is a environment that you can walk around and uh, try out the different lock picking mechanics from different games. Now, what I've done there is I've painted myself into a corner a bit because I've called it brilliant but if I had actually played it mm. then I'd be able to answer that question uh, which I haven't so I can't except to say yeah Skyrim <laughs> it is, it's, a, it's a useful and interesting mechanic though isn't it at the start of the first lockdown when we were all uh, scrambling around for things to keep our friends and family occupied and active like my sister sent uh, like all of us some bags of lego and did a sort of daily lego building quiz uh, the one thing that uh, i sent up to my father-in-law was a lockpick set but with a um with a yale uh, lock in a perspex uh container so that you could see the locks as you were jimming it in and all the rest of it um, just to, just to keep him occupied, so because uh, <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't play video games, and now he's a burglar. 
I think that's it, isn't it, for letters? Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I've not seen the Discord recently, so unless there aren't any more there, then that certainly is it. Why haven't you seen the Discord recently? Because I see you green on there. I see you lurking as as an admin at the top. Which Discords have you been hanging out on? No, I do, I do pop on them now and again, but I've got, I've got loads of work Discords now, um, mm. and um, I'm still, I'm still trying to get to grips with knowing what I should be saying on on what uh, and the, but the fact I've not commented on the one life left one for, for so long I, I've got stage fright really yeah because obviously people who've listened to the show have high standards of us <laughs> yeah, maybe um, yeah but I'm thinking I don't know what with the, the podcast news that's that's coming soon mm. that I'm I, I mean that's going to be um that's going to be a fresh start for us, Steve, I think, and uh, I'm going to commit myself to being more active amongst the community because I think we're going to have to be. <laughs> I think we're going All to have right. to be. All right, I'm, I'm in as well. Consider the previous 450 episodes just practice for what's coming. Uh, Right, so this is our mailbag. If you want to fill our mailbag, and please do that, you can do so by emailing team at onelifeleft.com or there's the other way of getting in touch with us which is on the discord the link is in the show notes and we have a channel on there called the mailbag you can just write it directly into there and uh, sometimes people will reply to you although not a lot because slow mode is switched on in that channel here's some music listening to One Life Left, Resonance 104.4 FM, we're a video game radio show. Uh, this is the part of the show where we deal with any other business. We've got a Marioki gig coming up, week on Friday. Uh, Whoa, okay. Tickets will be on sale by the time you hear this. Uh, you can find out where they are by joining the Marioki Discord or looking at Marioki's Twitter. That's uh, twitter.com slash singmarioki. It'll be at Rule Zero again, uh, the brilliant venue in Hackney where we've been singing our stupid songs about video games for some time. Simon, do you have any other business? No, I was just going to... Um mention something that was uh, potentially going to be in a new section earlier um but uh, i was going to ask you whether you would uh whether you redeem prime games um freebies every month no i don't i've so i don't really know what this is i heard someone mention something about this as well um that with amazon prime you get some game stuff well every month um and it's you know it's it's not it's not an easy uh well sorry it is an easy process but it's not necessarily uh, you know if you so, so when you go to game pass all your games are there and you you can um you know playstation plus games there's this sort of monthly cadence where you know what they are and you just redeem them on the browser and um you know i couldn't tell you what url or where exactly you go to get your amazon games but every month they do um a range of games and in-game items and rewards uh, etc uh f- you know just to thank you for your amazon prime membership which is already giving you quite a lot of stuff um but this and they've been doing that for a while and it's been a mix of sort of games that you just sort of directly download or um, some of them have been keys here and there. Some of them have been like Fortnite items, etc. But uh, this month, more than ever, uh, they're just giving away some spectacular games. Um, so uh, there are a total of 
10 games to redeem, um, but the headlines are Alien Isolation, right? Good game, but that's yes, that's been given away for free on the Epic Game Store before. Ghost Runner, the first-person parkour game, which I think came out this year um, and is really good, um, and you know people seem to like. And also Star Wars Squadrons, the X-wing game that, oh, wow. that was that was released last October, I think. I don't think it's a year old. Mm. Um, so the big, you know, it's got a big single-player campaign, but also this online um, X-wing uh, versus Tie Fighter uh, PvP uh, title that's for free as well. I mean, it's extraordinary, isn't it? That's astonishing. <laughs> yeah, do those link to your Steam accounts or are these? these just no, I, um, well, <laughs> it's telling, isn't it? I think they're brilliant, but I've not redeemed them yet. <laughs> uh, I think Squadrons is an origin key. I don't know what... I think Ghost Runner must be a Steam key. But, okay. you know, I've, I've had my eye on... I've come quite close to buying Ghost Runner a few times. Uh, glad I didn't. Any other business concluded? Yeah, I think so. All right, it's time for Simon Byron's Fast Five. Oh, I no, I, I I should have started talking about the fact I've, I've pre-ordered the Switch OLED. <laughs> have you? I have, I have, yeah. Because you posted uh, in the morning that you you deserve a medal if you hold off doing that. I did. I said if I get through this day, mm. because what happened was people started unboxing and then people started <laughs> um, playing on them and showing them side by side, and I'd not fully appreciated how much bigger the screen is. Mm. Um, because it's measured, uh, because the size increase is specified diagonally. Actually, apparently, it's just under a quarter, just under twenty five percent screen increase. Now, I have played some Disco Elysium on PC, but I was a bit worried about getting it on Switch because you know, already on some games, I have to look underneath my glasses to read the text on Switch. So then I was like, okay, bigger screen. Oh, that's that's pretty big actually. And then uh, just showing how vibrant it was. Oh, oh God, I'm going to have to get one now. Um. My father-in-law, who I mentioned earlier, actually, this is a show about him. For last Christmas, he bought me an excellent rucksack um, that uh, I really did like. You know, it had a zip in it that expanded the capability, which could, you know, it it could be your daily driver, Steve, but also it could be your going away bag. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, the zip broke when I was traveling down to Bristol last time. Lifetime guarantee. Uh, I couldn't get hold of the manufacturer. So I said to Amazon, I said, look, you ordered this. I got it for Christmas. I'd used it for a year and a bit. Um, what, uh, you know, can you give me the details of lifetime guarantee? They said, no, but we, if you send it back, we'll give you a full refund. I got 90 quid back off um, off that. And I thought, oh, if I can find a way of pre-ordering on Amazon, then that's going to bring the cost down, isn't it? So I did. Okay. I mean, it's basically free. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't get your medal. Well, I said if I get through this day, which I did do, because I couldn't find any way to pre-order it on Amazon, it turned out. Anyway, so I've done that. I think we're running out of time for the Fast Five, because we've got to go straight to reviews. Fast Five, five games with level creators built in. Go. There's level head. There. Oh, I know loads of these, Steve. Stop it. Stop it! I could this isn't fair. <laughs> Bill, oh, no, <laughs> we've got to get on with the reviews. Um, I, oh, I can't think of any. I, I, do you create levels using these in these games? What about Mario Maker? Mario Maker one and two. Okay, that's two. I, I mean, I know that. I know that, Steve. You just. I just get so nervous about this now that again about, we talk about stage fright on the Discord. What about construction Are there kits any other... on the Amiga? Shoot 'em up construction kit and the quill. <laughs> there we go. They're, they're levels of sorts. That is Simon Byron's Fast Five. It's time for the reviews. Right, who goes first? Well, we've got two each. Mm. Flip a coin. Uh, okay, I'll go first with one. Uh, so the first game I've been playing uh, is Game Deck on the PC. Have you heard of this? I have not heard of this. Game Deck. Do you know so, what, what, I could yeah, guess what it is. Go on. Yeah. All right. So Game Deck is a um, <laughs> is a software simulation of what it's like 
to be a game developer and you go out to conferences and you pitch games at them uh, which are cards you've drawn from your game deck and you play those is it that it's not that no it's good guess so um i should have well what you didn't know is the game deck doesn't have a k on the end oh right okay so (laughs) is it to do with anton deck it is not. Is it? Oh. No, uh, game deck. Uh, it's uh, it stands for game detective, um, and what it is, uh, you know, we've had a few cyberpunk games this year, haven't we? We've had the Ascent, we've had Cyberpunk. Uh, this is another cyberpunk game, but it's unlike any of those. It's no combat detective game in which uh, set in a really, really beautiful uh, isometric cyberpunk world in which you are an. Inv- investigator who goes into effectively like cyberpunk second life thing so it's so it's set in inner world but then you go into other virtual worlds um you're a private investigator you're solving crimes etc so if you imagine the sort of uh, detective bits from like batman where you analyze uh, you go around the environment look for clues you interrogate people you talk to people um and then you have to use your powers of deduction to advance the story um so yeah setting it in that sort of type of world uh, gives them freedom to create all sorts of locations um it's yeah it's um it's really uh, thought-provoking um uh, there's a lot of reading um, and a lot of sort of cyberpunk-ish sort of language um, and naming conventions, etc., which can be a bit bewildering right at the start. But um, yeah, it's a it's a really interesting open-ended uh, detective game um, that I'm thoroughly enjoying. I'm not too far into it at the moment, but just walking around the world. Um, and even it hinting at um, some of the scope that you've got in terms of where your character can go and how you can tackle different things um, is, is really interesting. So, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying what I've played so far. Seven out of ten. I've been playing Pornbarian. Oh, have you, Steve? Do you want to guess what that is from the title? I, I, I know what that is because uh, that game did very well in uh, Yogcast's Tiny Teams Festival at the end of August. Huh, okay, well, I hadn't heard of it before I chanced upon it on uh, Steam Trailers in six seconds, and um, it looked like my sort of thing. Now, I have been burnt before by this, because are you any good at chess, Simon? No, I'm not. I can play it. I would would certainly not describe myself as good at it, though. Same as me, but like me, do you get a sort of perverse satisfaction in understanding how the pieces move so you can look at it and go oh yeah i know where that would go i know how a knight moves oh yeah knight takes pawn i get it and then your strategy doesn't move on further than that right yep so i often see uh puzzle games based around chess pieces on the internet and think yeah that's exactly my sort of thing it is a puzzle game that requires understanding chess but not being good at chess um I am often disappointed by them. I'll play them for a a short length of time and I get it, but it's not very deep. Well, this is a puzzle game based around chess pieces uh, combined with a deck builder. Or, as I have termed it, it's a chess builder. Oh, very nice. I I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. I, I used that on the internet and the thought, I don't think that's right, is it? Anyway, what you do is you um, build a deck of cards which affect how your pieces or or affect what happens when you move these pieces and you move these pieces around the board to try and eliminate enemies on the board. The enemies all have different behaviours. If you've played Into the Breach and enjoyed that... Uh, you will enjoy this. It's very, very tight space. Uh, that's the game that it reminds me of the most. So I think it's very, very... Is it 8x8? Eight eight? You would assume it was 8x8, eight eight, the board. I actually don't know. I think it might be even tighter than that. It's a very, very small space that you move these pieces around. It must be 8x8, eight eight, surely. Uh, that you move these pieces around, and you have to think very, very hard about each move and all of the possibilities that come out of that Um and uh, you also have to think between rounds about how you're going to upgrade your cards so that you have a greater chance of defeating the next round, which will be slightly more difficult. 
there are different types of characters uh, that you can play as and different uh, dungeons that you can encounter. Um, and it's just really nice. Uh, as I said, I think on Twitter, uh, it's it's just tight. It's a really well-designed and well-produced game. Everything feels satisfying uh, and everything feels thought through. Um, it was exactly what I was looking for when I went on Steam to try and find something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I was really, 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 really glad I chanced upon it. 7 out of 10. Can I give you another recommendation, uh, yes, Steve? Try Chess Explosion. Um, so both these games came out as both of them were in the Tiny Teams Festival, okay. and um, uh, both of them came out within a week of each other. I think Chess Explosion is um, is chess crossed with Bomberman, where okay. you drop chess shaped pieces that explode Bomberman style in in the squares that they could move to. Right, um, I'm a hundred percent in. I can imagine how that unfolds, and I I get it. So yeah, fully, fully in. I should say as well that I don't know about Chess Explosion, but uh, Pornbarian uh, has a demo uh, that you can download. Just try and see if you like it. I am certain if you like that description, uh, you will like that game because it, I don't think the dev could have made it any better. Second game I've been playing this week uh, is a game I've really been enjoying. is a game called Unmetal. Is that your second game, Steve? It is not my second game, uh, and I do not know what this game is. Well, it's a callback, isn't it, to our friend in the swimming pool? Um, in that Unmetal is a pastiche of the Metal Gear Solid game, <laughs> um, okay. which. Uh, yeah, it's uh, present. So um, we talked a few months ago about Hunt Down, which we, again was a modern interpretation um, and a humorous look at all these side-scrolling action games um, of the eighties and nineties, presented in a massively over-the-top manner. Um, Unmetal isn't quite as over-the-top, but it's just as funny. Um, you play uh, Jesse Fox, um, who's in prison for a crime he didn't commit. He gets really angry about all the other prisoners in <laughs> in the prison, and they go. But you, you, you're a prisoner. Is he? He's like, yeah, but I didn't commit the crime. <laughs> uh, and it's presented very much like the the early Metal Gear uh, games um, on the MSX, or even if you played the Game Boy version, Ghost Babel, uh, like that. So uh, top down two D, um, albeit with uh, sort of m- modern. Uh, I was going to say modern visuals. They are. It's a, it's a it's, it's a modern recreation of the of that uh, look. Um, the story is told retrospectively, and it does that thing I like, where um, you know you you could occasionally uh, the the character who is n- narrating the story uh, will make it uh, will will say something, and then he'll change his mind, and the level will change around you. But it also has moments where. Um, for example, there's a boss you encounter quite early on um, who's like an octopus-style uh, creature in a sewer, and you're being interrogated, and he and you stop, and um, he's like, well, how many arms did he have? And you've got choices, like two, four, or six. <laughs> and obviously, so obviously what you say is two. He had two arms, thinking that it'll be easier, and he goes, he had two dozen arms. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, and, and, and you obviously die by that, but then like the right answer is six or, or, or what have you, because it doesn't multiply them. Uh, it's just really funny. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, I've not, I've, I've come across three or four boss fights at the moment, and um, yeah, I've, I've progressed past them uh, without too much trouble. But it's, yeah, if you if you like... Um, the Metal Gear Solid games uh, and that style of game, and 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 yet you're able to uh, to laugh at them as well. Uh, it's thoroughly recommended. Yeah, I'm 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 really enjoying it. I'm playing on Switch, and I want to get it finished before the before Metroid arrives on Friday. Um, and so yeah, I'll be I'll be cracking on with that one. Seven out of ten. I have been playing Super Monkey Ball. Oh, Mania. <laughs> Unopened, Steve. I've got it. I have, uh, but I haven't played it. Have, well, have, you, you? have you been playing it on? All right, I've been playing it on the PC. Um, okay. So no spoilers, Simon. Um, all right, some spoilers. So uh, I, I think spoilers on this game timed out. You know, twenty years ago, uh, when it came out on the GameCube, it uh, pretty much it, it cemented itself as one of my favourite games of that generation, Super Monkey Ball. I reviewed it for Edge at the time. I can't remember what I gave it. I think I gave it 9 out of 10. I regret giving it not giving it 10 out of 10 in Edge's scoring system uh, because I think it, you know that game 
was perfect for the time, for the genre, and for the system it was on. Uh, Super Monkey Ball 2 came out, and I don't think was quite as good, uh, but it was a little bit full of tricks and full of... Um, full of like gimmicks on each level the mini games were better that had monkey baseball and monkey soccer both of which are stupid and fun that had a better version of monkey targets as well so mini games better better multiplayer game worse single player game and then since then monkey ball's been bad right like i don't think that's controversial to say that in fact i think at one point they even introduced a jump into monkey ball which hurt me like like genuinely upset me so uh i was pleased to find out that this game was coming out because it is what amounts to a compilation of super monkey ball one and two um i don't know if they've been remastered i don't know if that is a thing that that really matters because they look perfect on the gamecube um visually they're identical there are some extra features uh, there is uh, a whole load of character customization across the games and therefore there is a lot of point scoring and achievement getting which filters into a shop where you can buy things such as other game modes which I haven't fully tested out yet and a jump what? for 30,000 credits what, you, what, you buy a jump? you can buy a jump huh, What no. you can then use in the game? Uh, I guess so, I mean you have to switch it off and on in the options menu and I assume all of the uh, the score records that you could break will fall at that point. You won't be able to do that. Uh, fine. I don't mind that so much. It is improved uh, because while I did say at the start of this that uh, Monkey Ball... I thought Monkey Ball was perfect. The one thing that I didn't think was perfect, i.e. it's not perfect, is that it never really counted. Uh, you could collect bananas on each level and uh, there was never any point to try and go for a perfect clear, collect all the bananas. Really, you got extra lives for it. Well, the live system has been stripped out of this version, which I think is good because it doesn't need that. You can try each level as much as you want, and indeed you can give up and skip it and just move on to the next if you want as well. But there's also a perfect clear if you get all the bananas, which is simple and obvious. There's also uh, high score tables for fastest clears, which was missing from the original. So both of like the, you know the tiny, tiny, tiny flaws that were in you know not present there are now fixed. It's perfect. I I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, the only problem with it. And since I've already declared that my version of Perfect has problems, uh, the problem in this version is, as I said at the start, Monkey Ball was made for the hardware. That's why it was a 10 out of 10 game. It was a perfect fit for the GameCube joypad because the GameCube joypad had these notches in uh, in the control stick, which meant when you were going straight forward, you could kind of lock into the upper notch. And that's not present on my Xbox One pad that I'm using. I'm finding it incredibly challenging. Um, I am sure it's possible, but it loses a little bit of that certainty that really helped me. Maybe I just need to get a GameCube pad yeah. and hook that up, which you which you can do. In fact, I do have a WaveBird, so maybe that'll fix it. Um, yeah, I love it, and I can't recommend it much. Also, I hate it, and it annoys me, and, it, and there's no game more likely to make me rage quit and throw the pad but that's monkey ball that's the game seven out of ten some people have been saying that monkey target has been changed and is worse have you right. come across this okay that's really interesting because i played the games the mini games that i remember uh briefly and i remember soccer as essentially quite a bad soccer game a bit like e-football uh but <laughs> But, you know, it's funny because it's bad, because it's multiplayer. A little bit like Smash Brothers, you might say. I don't mean that. I do mean that. Um, and I played Monkey uh, Tennis, which is really hard. And I played uh, a couple of others as well. I played Monkey Target and I couldn't do it. I mm. found it really challenging. I was I was failing all the time. And I thought maybe they've changed something in the flight model or changed something uh, somewhere. Or maybe I'm just terrible at the game. It was always my favourite of them all, so that's super interesting if they've broken it. Um, yeah, that was the thing that was making people the angriest I saw. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I bought it on the Switch. Again, I'm going to save it for the OLED, so uh, yeah, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll, be coming, I'll be coming back to this in a couple of weeks because my OLED's not arriving on launch day. 
Brilliant. Okay, that is the end of the show, isn't it? That's it, yes. Nice to see you, Steve. Yep, nice to see you as well, Simon. And thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to Resonance FM for hosting. If you want to know more about the show, as ever, go to www.onelifeleft.com. Please subscribe to the podcast. Um, And we will have more information on that kind of thing very soon. Until then. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.